Hey there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and the Just a Minute Meditations for Inner Peace and Deeper Trust. And I'm so excited to be able to spend these next few moments together with you. I believe that we need more than information to heal our hearts and our souls. And so as we always do, as we begin, I invite you to come home to where you are, to notice what is around you, to pay attention to what is within you. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? What would it look like to be in total serenity? What would it feel like to be in total serenity? Open your heart now to the one who loves you more than anyone else in the world. The one who created you, who sustains you in existence, who holds you, counsels you, consoles you, strengthens you, nourishes you. Open your heart, surrender everything to Him. Bow before Him in worship and in love. Let go of all worries, blame, fear, anxiety, anger. Sink deep down into the very center of your reality, that place within you that, that knows most deeply that you were made by love and for love. Visualize a favorite image of Jesus. Allow him to look directly into your eyes. Settle into a deep stillness and let Jesus come into your heart. In the dining room of the house where I grew up, was always an unassuming image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus that was embroidered by my grandmother. I can't remember a time when it hasn't graced the walls of our home. Beneath it is a simple glass shelf, a small votive candle, and a pamphlet about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in the home. Another image of the Sacred Heart stands out from my childhood. In St. James Church, our parish, to the right of the main altar was a marble statue of the Sacred Heart. As a child, I often would stand before the Sacred Heart of Jesus and pray, and lighting candles there was special, especially as a child. Even today, when I return home for vacation, I stop to pray before this statue when I make my hour of adoration in the church each morning.
In my teenage years, I read the book, The Imitation of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. From what I remember, each chapter of the book developed one of the virtues of the Sacred Heart of Jesus that we could imitate in our own life. The text was structured in the form of a conversation between the disciple and Jesus. And when I read the book, I almost could hear Jesus speaking directly to me. Those are beautiful memories. Today in my 50s, however, after half a lifetime or more of relationships, problems, dreams, the joy of giving life and love to others, disillusionments, sorrows, my devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is very different. So here are ways in which someone in their 50s lives their love for Jesus and their devotion to His most sacred heart. First of all, in our midlife, we realize that our hearts, like the heart of Jesus, have been pierced. No one escapes sorrow in their life. When our dreams have been dashed or our trust betrayed, our hearts are pierced as was the heart of Jesus. Sometimes he may react in anger and aggression, but even this anger is a sign of the depth of the pain we are in, a cry lifted to heaven for mercy and help. At other times, we have borne our sorrow in silence and impatient love, and in so doing we have become more like Jesus. By midlife, we've loved and been betrayed and decided to keep loving. The mystery of the love of the heart of Jesus is that even after betrayal, Jesus continues to love us. Even after his death, when his heart is pierced by a lance, he pours out blood and water, symbols of the sacraments, his continued presence within us. There are so many times in our lives, no doubt, in which we can look back on ways we reacted for which we are sorry. We haven't continued to love, perhaps, or we've collapsed inward to protect ourselves, or maybe we've lashed outward in anger. But I bet there is at least one time, if not more, in which we have decided to keep loving even if we stumbled along in trying to carry out what we had decided to do. In that decision, in those sometimes fumbling steps, we have loved like the most sacred heart of Jesus. And for any of those times in which we haven't kept loving, when we've been hurt or outraged by the actions of another, we can find right now our refuge in Jesus' most sacred heart, where he continues to love us with such great tenderness. The more we choose to love, the more we become like the sacred heart of Jesus. By our middle years, we've given our life for so many others. Perhaps we haven't literally laid down our life for another, but every time in our life when we've put another first, given birth to and raised a child, gotten up in the middle of the night as a doctor, police officer, or a firefighter, stopped to pray for someone in need of God's help, given up our plans in order to be of service to another, dedicated our life to God as a priest or religious, 
made an ethical decision in, in an uncomfortable situation. In these and in so many other situations in our life, we have followed Jesus and we have given our life for others. Christianity is, is the walk of discipleship by which we become Jesus, who selflessly made himself the servant of all, even unto death, that we might have life abundantly. By our midlife years, we've, we've forgiven and we have been forgiven again and again. Jesus told St. Peter that he needed to forgive 70 times, seven times, meaning, in other words, always. In any human relationship, the only glue that can hold it together is reconciliation because none of us is perfect. Even the relationship between man and God can only be held together through forgiving love, God's forgiving love of us. Without that love, we would cease to be. In the second half of our life, we can't even begin to count the times we have forgiven others and been forgiven ourselves. Learning to live in a greater readiness to understand, to show compassion, and to treat others and ourselves with gentleness makes us more and more like the Sacred Heart of Jesus. By our midlife years, we've assumed responsibility for our place in salvation history. At times, we've done this at great personal cost. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said yes to love. He said yes to us. Though he asked that the cup of suffering might pass him by, he was ready to do whatever would fulfill God's will, that we would be reconciled to God. As parents, religious priests, professionals, persons in the single state, we know by now that we are actors on a grand stage of history. That we know that our yes, sometimes at our own cost, at great cost, is what is needed that another might find grace. Remembering these yeses throughout our life helps us realize all we have given and how much we have become like Christ. In conclusion, by now, for those of us who are in our 50s or older, we have learned that devotion to the Sacred Heart is not simply a set of prayers. Devotion to Jesus' most sacred heart instills in us compassion, the capacity to suffer with, to feel what the others feel, so that we can walk side by side through life's journey with all those Jesus sends our way. And it is through the mercy of the sacred heart of Jesus that we gain the strength to do this each and every day. So let us pause here. Is there one person, one place, one situation that comes to mind that after listening to this fills your heart or surprises you as a memory forgotten for so many years? Maybe something or someone that you don't want to think about or perhaps it insists on invading your memory and imagination. I invite you to take this memory and to cast it into the Sacred Heart of Jesus.
Write on the walls of his most sacred heart the names of those who have hurt you or whom you have hurt. Take refuge there and find comfort in your sorrow. Lock in this most compassionate heart those you worry about or those whom you have lost. Hold Jesus' hand and let him both strengthen you and comfort you. I hope you join me on my private Facebook group for weekly video conferences. Just look up my name on Facebook, Sister Catherine Herms. If you become a Patreon member, you will get immediate access to over 60 video and audio programs to help you grow in holiness, as well as exclusive content and monthly journaling pages geared to help you on your spiritual journey. So I hope to see you around. Bye now, and may you walk amid the blessings of God this day.